Very sunny day today, right? Yes. Are you warm? I'm so warm and we're not used to it here. Yeah, me so. too. I was thinking at some point, like, um, today is such a nice day. So why I actually don't have an outside studio, imagine, that we can record everywhere. Oh. We can record, you know, having a glass of Prosecco. Yeah, the in a park, maybe Ivia Gardens. Yeah, gorgeous. I love I it. I just want to take the whole day off when it's like this. I know. I feel like I just want a tan. Yeah, Isn't I know. It? And my, my whole, it's sunny all week this week, and my whole week is so rammed with work. So it's like I'm just looking at it from my window. <laughs> but you have time, right? Like maybe if you say like, I'm going to take two hours off and like to enjoy the, sun, the yeah. sunshine. Yeah, I did. I went for a walk around five yesterday around Phoenix Park and it was still really warm. It's gorgeous. My house is just across the road, Phoenix Park. Oh my God, we're neighbors. And so, oh yeah. yeah well, I'm Stony Potter, so I'm close. Oh, I love Stony Potter. What a charming neighborhood. Yeah. I love it. And what about to have like a, this kind of uh, afternoon walk with friends? Yeah, Did you enjoy that? The sunshine, your yeah, friends? Yeah, I do. I do. I love that. Um, my ro job, though, I do a lot of late evenings. Um, so I miss a lot of them. <laughs> um, and I know you may have few good friends mm. um, from the industry. Yeah. And so, because it's actually the first time that you and me is, is are, are like a, are like a sitting and, and chatting. Yeah. So I think like the best icebreaker is kill, fuck, marry. And Scream. what better? Are you in for games? Right? Yes, love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what a better that to do it with your best friends okay. or, or, or or man the ones. Oh, I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> At least the ones I assume oh, that are your besties. Besties. I, could, I bet you it's James Cavanaugh, Holly Carpenter, and Patty Smith. Yes. <laughs> My God, are the three of them? Oh my God! I was so right. I was so right. Appreciation. Oh, this is hilarious. It's so hilarious. Okay, kill folk, Mary, Holly Carpenter, Holly Camp Carpenter, James Cavanagh, and Paddy Smith. I. This is fun. No hard feelings. Oh my God, this is so funny. Okay. Oh my God. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to marry Paddy Smith. Marry Paddy Smith. Because we're like brothers. Mm -hmm. We've been best friends since we're eight. And to be honest, it's almost like we're married in a way. <laughs> and I've lived with him for years. And we're like, we grew up glued to each other. So we're, we're like an old married couple. We get mm -hmm. told that all the time. So I'm marrying Paddy Smith. Um, I'm going to kill Holly Carpenter. <laughs> oh, poor Holly. <laughs> No. Holly, no her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Holly, think about it for next time that Rob call you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Like, it's only because out of the three of them, she's probably the one that I fight with the most. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, people say that the ones that you fight the most is the ones that you love yeah. the most. Yeah, I know I do. I'm obsessed with her. I adore her. And not that we fight often, but just... Just out of the three of them. Argumenting all the time. Yeah. And then James is actually an ex-boyfriend of mine and we have had sex. So okay. I'm going to fuck James. <laughs> well, all flames, makeup, you call that, right? That yeah. kind of sex. Yes. It's oh called my God. Makeup, makeup sex. sex. Me and James will have makeup sex. In Spanish, we say sexo reconciliatorio. Oh, that sounds cool. Like a reconciliatory yeah. reconciliation, something yeah. like. I just learned last episode that you call that makeup sex. Yes. 
Oh, that is so funny. Well, that's it now. That's it. <laughs> Hola, yo soy Sofía and I have an accent. Yeah, I do. For so long, I was always sorry for it. Until now that I decided to embrace it. This is my podcast and I will be talking with local SIN personalities in Spanglish. So, wish me luck. Not afraid, to be honest, always fab, glamorous and positive, social media influencer, writer and PR agency owner Rob Kenny has a quite of a journey since the days he started on Snapchat. I sat down with him to talk and navigate through his career the ups and downs of being always online, the secret to maintain healthy relationships in the industry, his journey on starting his own agency, and of course, love and other things. Get a glass of bubbles because rot fabulous is contagious. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did, so listen up. Hola, Rob. Bienvenido a I Have an Accent. Ah, hola. <laughs> ¿Cómo estás? Um, je suis bien. <laughs> muy bien. Come on. You tricked me off because you say I don't speak nothing in Spanish, but muy bien. Well, I think I... Just spoke French, did I? Just we <laughs> No. No. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I got it like a Spanish. Let's say it was a Spanish. <laughs> it was. It was fluent Spanish. I'm screaming. No, I don't know a word of Spanish. Gracias. That's about it. Gra uh, gracias is fantastic. <laughs> like, it's all you need to be a nice person in the Spanish-speaking countries. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> all we need. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, nice, uh, nice to have you here. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks, John. And um, I have to start with the question. Of course, the first question in a podcast called I Have an Accent, yeah. which will be, I mean, there is not another question to start. Like, Dan, when, from, where is your accent coming from? Oh, my God. So I have an outrageously posh accent, like painfully. When I listen, so in my own head, genuinely hand on my heart, my accent isn't nearly as posh as it is. Then when I hear it back, it and is. I'm like, <gasps> I know it's so, it's so fucking posh. And I, I was actually only listening to Joanne McNally and Vogue's podcast the other day. And she, Joanne McNally was going mad about how everyone says her, their accents are so posh. And she's just fucking sick of hearing how, how posh they are. And how everyone says their accent is fake. And I get that a lot, that I have a fake accent. So I relate to Joanne and Vogue. Because I think, um, you know, maybe... In rural Ireland, if you're not from Dublin, people think that this accent doesn't even exist. If you're a culture. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, you know, it actually does. Uh, though, do you, like, yeah, I remember hearing once that your accent is really formed in your early teens, around 14-ish, um, which makes a lot of sense for me. So I was in a really posh private school and then all my girlfriends, my main core group of girlfriends who I was constantly surrounded went with went to another really posh private school called Alex um, Alexandra College and I basically have their accent slash a very annoying private school Dublin accent so it's very annoying and I'm sorry it is no annoying I like it it makes you you yeah, you know I mean I don't find any accent like a disturbing or annoying well, unless it's this girl that used to work in the nanny or or the or the Ross in France, ex-girlfriend, you know. That, oh, yeah, the squeak. That's annoying. Yeah. But it's more about the tone of their voices. But when it comes to accents, you know, it's what makes you, you, you. Yeah, yeah. So, but you're yeah. from Dublin, right? Then From Dublin, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and it's your accent and you have been all your life being from Dublin. Yeah, all my life. So grew up um, in Sutton, which is, if you think of the Hoth Peninsula. I love Sutton. Yes, exactly. I A lot of people it. don't know it. because Seaside. Exactly. It, it takes it. up one big part of the Hoth Peninsula. That's Yeah, because a lot of people don't actually know Sutton. They just think Hoth is all Hoth. And then um, when I was around 20-ish, 1920, my family home, they, my family moved to Clontarf. So I'm a full-blown Northsider, even though I sound mm-hmm. so posh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was talking, I was talking um, with these um, the other day uh, with Damien Brother actually. Like you know, sometimes it is like the accent. It is not because I mean, if you are Southsider or North mm. Northsider, because Malahite is in the North side. I know. I mean, like yeah, I mean, it is, yeah, it's such a ridiculous stereotype. Like listen yeah. to Vogue from Hoth. Yeah, like exactly. It is more like about status. It's more just like most. Like they're posh areas, so they've posh accents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, nevertheless, of north or south, so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, we were concluding that. Like, listen, it's more about status. It's not. I mean, in Dublin. I mean, we. Yeah. I'm not here to change. You know, the belief of the northsiders and southsiders, but like, I believe as well is more about status. Yeah. You know yeah. how you want it to be, how you want it to communicate. No, yeah, and I definitely accent. think in Dublin a huge part of it is schools. So when I think of my girlfriends with these really posh accents <clears throat> and then I meet their parents, you know, their parents might have lovely accents, but it's very, it's very different than daughters. It's that school is definitely a thing. Have you seen the TV as well? I, uh, I mean, yeah. back in the time, yeah, yeah. back like a 15, 20 years ago, mm. TV, you know, have influence as well yeah, in our accents. Yeah, and we're a bit more Americanized. Yeah. You want to maybe emulate. I mean, every time I have to record a podcast, um, I listen to American podcasts to try to, you know, kind of like, and, and I start to repeat it. Yeah. So this will be fun. You will see me listening to Call Her Daddy and trying to speak or to talk. Oh like, my God, Christina like Aguilera Alex. was on recently. <gasps> that was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. it was amazing. It was amazing. She's never gotten so honest in her life in an interview. Like, that was amazing. Oh, it was just amazing. It was, and I, I love the Jeanette Parrot interview as well. Yeah. She had fucked every handsome guy in Hollywood. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Like, Jesus, Jesus, I mean, Greenet, you are my new virgin. Like, yeah. I need to, where I buy your stamp? Yeah. I mean, to pray to, I mean, like, yeah, how, I mean, explain me. Like, Brad yeah. Pitt and all these guys, oh, no. like, um, Ben Affleck. And she said that Ben Affleck was good and bad. Oh, I love it. Hinge. That podcast gets so honest. It's amazing. It's so honest. I love it too. But you know, sometimes I, I listen, not just this podcast, but I mean, other mm. ones as well, mm. like to try to see if I improve. Because when you're learning like another language, mm. so the tendency is like when you watch a, a movie or when you listen to a music or something, you try to kind of emulate the accent to feel like all my friends that live in America, in the United States, for example, their accent is like gringos. Yeah. Like, oh, you oh, are from the United so States. Funny. Yeah, of course. Every time they see me or, or we met at some point, you know, like yeah. they say, your accent is like, it's like you're speaking Spanish. <laughs> like, you don't even have an, an Irish accent. And it was like, I, I just, well, what's the crack? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah oh, that makes sense. Because we listen to so much American TV and movies and everything. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I swear, like, I've done radio a good bit and a few other things in my career. And I have been told by, like, senior management, for, for example, that, like, you're too posh. Like it's it's not relatable. <laughs> they say like you have to neutralize your yeah, accent. Like so, I genuinely 
like now it's never going to happen but I always have a laugh saying I need elocution lessons to be less posh yes so the opposite <laughs> of what normally happens <laughs> But I lo- I love it because you know it makes me to to talk to you it make feel like a fresh and then and then and then fun and full of joy you know so more oh. like a thinking like if your accent is posh I feel like a, I really need Rob in the podcast at this point where I am so I need to have him because it gave me a lot of joy like you know you have kind of the fabulous in your voice you oh. know when you speak like an I mean an honest like oh, you know you, so what made me go to my next question how you started in social media because so for far I know you started with Snapchat mm. but tell me so there was something before to Snapchat and Snapchat just, just helped you to like a boom and get into the industry or how everything started because actually for the people that is listening to me um, my audience already know that I bring people to the podcast that I that I like that I think like they're very talented and they're making wave in the industry for that reason so you're sitting here with me today but I want you to do a kind of carry recap to navigate the audience through your through your journey yeah oh my god um okay so I I studied marketing in college so when you break marketing down, the four main areas of marketing are digital marketing, advertising, media buying, and PR. And very quickly, PR became the obvious route for me. Um, so pretty much straight out of college, I joined big, massive PR agencies and started on the ladder, on the big, the big career ladder, uh, and working my way up through all these PR agencies. But I was in one particular agency. This is, how the, this is how the influencer social media stuff started. I was in one particular agency and I worked there at the same time, the exact same time with James Kavanagh. Mm-hmm. He actually got me the interview. Um, anyway, and we ended up being separated in the office. We weren't allowed to sit together like, like bold children. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were too, too bold, too hyper. Uh, we had such a laugh. But anyway, then he, Snapchat was the biggest thing in the world at the time. And per capita, um, Ireland was were the biggest Snapchat users in the world. I mean, I mean that was back in 2015. Something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, 15, yeah. 16. So yeah, we um, well, it'd be a good 10 years ago. So even before that, I'd say like 2013-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, so we were obs- we were a country beyond obsessed with Snapchat. And then Cliff Notes version is James Kavanagh became bloody huge on it, huge. Um, like views going into hundreds of thousands, um, really massive. And then because I was with him every single day in work, I became his like core content pillar. <laughs> like he'd be always zooming in on me and just having a laugh with me in work. So I ended up just getting a spillover of his followers, basically. And then all of a sudden I was getting 40, 50, 60,000 views on Snapchat. That's a lot. So it like it really all is thanks to James. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least something good to thanks to Annette. Well, he's still your best friend, at least. Exactly. The gays are better at being best friends with exes. And then after Snapchat, because there were two things at the same time. We have Snapchat, Snapchat and then we still, we Instagram was there. And mm. Instagram was always looking more stable as a platform yeah. than Snapchat. Yeah. So what were you thinking then by then? So you think like, okay, I'm going to keep doing this on Snapchat or, or, or how it started, you know, to take mm. over other platforms? Oh my God, yeah. So I actually had a good long time on Snapchat before Instagram even existed, which is so mm-hmm. funny when you think how long ago that is. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Instagram was a thing. Um, 
Now, it was only static images. Mm -hmm. It was only you looking fabulous or, you know, the video didn't exist at all. Mm -mm. So Snapchat and Instagram remained completely different. So I remember loving Snapchat, Snapchat being the main one, and it was all video and fun. And then starting the Instagram stuff. And at the same time, I had started fashion presenting on Ireland AM, Mm -hmm. on Virgin Media. And I also had my own fashion, weekly fashion slot on Spin1038, this radio station. Mm -hmm. Now, I was still working full-time in that PR agency. Um, So fashion... So you were very busy by the time. Yeah, I was very busy. But fashion really started becoming a thing for me, um, Mm -hmm. aside from just the crack of on Snapchat with James. Um, So Instagram became my fashion platform, whereas Snapchat was just about fun and laughter. Um, But then, of course, eventually Instagram introduced stories. Yeah, so just I, to just yeah. to say to Snapchat, okay, here <laughs> you don't want to sell, so here I copy and yeah, <laughs> I know <laughs> I do the copy and paste <laughs> <laughs> literally. And then I remember for about six months, maybe it was a year, um, all the influencers were moving their content from Snapchat over to Instagram. So we would save our videos from Snapchat and just upload them to Instagram stories. Okay. So you were trying to, you were just posting on both. And then, anyway, eventually Snapchat just faded. Yeah. And by the time I remember the word influencer, it wasn't actually used yeah. by anybody. Yeah. So blogger. not even content creator. We it was bloggers. bloggers. Everybody. No, never had a blog. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, kind of stories, it was kind of micro blogging, but yeah. blogging like the video. Blogging. Yeah. And, yeah. and what crazy then then you know me uh, marketing introduced the word influencer how I you know. feel about that because i for me have always been fun yeah. when you call someone influencer but you don't even, i mean you see you follow this person but you maybe never get non-influence from this person you just like to see it but actually not consuming what they're promoting so how you feel it mm. when the word influencer came out do you know what i'm so bloody used to it now that i it's just you don't remember. It's just a title that anyone with a big following has, like automatically. Mm-hmm. A lot of influencers for a while, a couple of years ago, got really caught up in being like, no, I'm a content creator. I'm a content creator mm-hmm. because of hating the word influencer. Mm-hmm. But content creator never really stuck. It never really latched on. It never lasted. Influencer just, just comes back again. So I think it's just something we're all used to now. But I think... The problem people have with the word influencer is it implies wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. It alludes to the content creator trying to pull the wool over your eyes and subtly or slyly influence you into buying something, which of course isn't what influencers are actually about. Um, so the nature of the word isn't great, but it's here to stay. And and it's here to, I mean, uh, he, he, he has to stay in. Because it's, if we're going 10 years back, or I, maybe they were influencer born in 2016, 2017, and mm. we're still using it. Even yeah. people that hate it and have been complaining and have been against about it, you're still using it. Yeah, yeah. Like, and um, and how, how is about to make friends in the industry? Because, for example, from my appreciation point of view, or like, my conversation with uh, with other content creators is it, it more gone like you know it is so easy when you get to an event and then you met you met people that is doing similar content than yours for example if you are a foodie you will, your tendency will be to go to other foodies mm. because it looks like the fashion ones are very close mm. like it is it is like a, you need to you know like a 
you need like dynamite to destroy the wall that these people put there. Or already the influencers that have like over 100,000 followers, you see like all their hand together and then someone with 10,000 maybe want to, I mean, it's like, hey, I need to reach. It is this happening because I don't know, maybe it can be, I've been in the industry like looking from apart, you know, like, like from like, to, since 2013 or so and for me it's like I don't have it I don't have a vision like that or maybe I met the people before they reach that amount of, mm. of following mm. but how you that you are in the industry that you are there and you are part of these guns um, I mean it's not a gun but let's let's yeah. say a gun so how it looks like from the from from there from the indoor I mean it's very nuanced of course it's not black and white at all um, I think a part of it is some of us are now in this a very long time. Mm-hmm. So that group that you mentioned would take dynamite to separate. I know exactly who you mean. Um, but I think, and I, I I dip in and out of those groups and I'd be particularly close to some of them. Um, and I'm very happy with my current distance from them. Totally dipping in and out, mm-hmm. but not being fully in that group mm-hmm. um if it's the group i think you mean which it is well i mean i mean i mean in general actually know. you know kind of like yeah. because if you you see you know like well all these hundred thousand k or mm-hmm. hand together and then it looks like there is no space for no one new to enter yeah. or maybe it's an appreciation i don't I know i think we're all in this so long that we were at dinners and pr lunches and gorgeous fabulous pr events together Years and years and years ago. Because when, they're always the same. Yeah, 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 when Louise Cooney and Pip O'Connor and Holly Carpenter and all these people had much smaller followings than they do now. And there's a lot of us who were in it so long together that we've naturally become really good friends mm-hmm. because we're years and years and years and years of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there's so many more influencers or content creators, whatever we call them. Um, there's TikTokers. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. There's so many more that like... It's almost like the OGs of the Irish influencer PR world know each other so well that they are like a clique mm-hmm. because it went from, say, there being 30 of the same people at all the PR dinners to now there's hundreds. Yes. So like there's it's nuanced. But then at mm-hmm. the same time, of course, um, some people are just friends for different reasons. Like, for example, me, Holly, James and Paddy. Um, I love their Lady Marmalade in yeah. your birthday ah. last year. Oh my God. <laughs> my crew. My Moulin gals. Yeah, like we're actually all, well, they're all individually friends with me from way before PR slash influencer world. Like we're childhood friends, mm-hmm. uh, which is just a really weird coincidence. <laughs> but so, it's like, good. That has nothing to do with um, following or PR or anything. Um, so, I mean, the whole thing is nuanced. But yeah, I think it all stems from events, all those dinners, all those lunches. Then you finally go for coffee with someone. You finally go for dinner with someone. Totally. And you become real life friends. Yeah. Totally. I'm, I'm actually for trips because, you know, I have been, I have been in, in some of, you know, brand press trips. And then it was like, you become friends with the people that, you, that yes. you're going with, you know. And then it's, it's like, I, I have been knowing, like, for example, Sara, that's I come and done. Mm. And, and many others, like from long, long time ago. And it was like, you know, we have Anushka, we have mm. Cher... 
you know, kind of trips, adventures together. And we were part of the same crew working with the same brand at the time. And then we were like, well, you know, it's normal that, you know, you build a relationship with yeah. these people that you have more experience. So, and and it's, it's true. The industry is, is, cra is crazy growing, like yeah. super fast growing. Yeah. The other day I was in an event and um, I was kind of invited to this event and then I arrived. And, you know, the PR girls are, are still, you know, people that I adore, they're fab, you know. Yeah. So, and when I arrived to the event, honestly, like the four people that, that I, I knew, like we were together because we're old school. Yeah. Now you have all the TikTokers, new generations, exactly. so young people yeah. that it was like, I have no idea who these people I are. Know. Like, and there's so many TikTokers now in the whole PR event world um, that... I don't think they even care that much about the no. about the OGs. <laughs> they don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. Because it's just before their time. It's and it's, so different it's, now. It's like irrelevant to them now. Yeah. It's so different. They are just there and then just head up. Before I remember, we were more focused in building relationship, like you know, when with with one another. Yeah. And even now, it's like you enjoy fun. You get your your snaps and then going and it's then you make just your video. Too, too big now, maybe. It's, it's so big, so big. So, and how to keep that relationships healthy with all? I mean, I'm talking like, in some point, it's like you have seen your friends like a competitions. Like you know why this brand approach you and then does not approach me. So, how to keep uh, good relationships, like healthy relationships in the industry. Mm. Oh my God, that just made me think of myself and Patty Smith. So when we both became big on Snapchat and then Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Um, I used to get a lot more paid influencer work than I do now. Um, a lot more. Because, like, I mean, I still work with brands, don't get me wrong, but I'm very much focused almost 100% on running my PR agency now versus being a content creator. Um but back in a time when I really did a lot of paid brand work, it it drove a wedge between me and Patty Smith um, for a while, Be exactly because of like jealousy and competition about paid brand work. And now we actually talk about it, especially after a few glasses of wine. I can't believe we let that happen, <laughs> but it did. And then we were only about twenty three, twenty four, but like. It's mad that we let that happen. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. It's so crazy. And and now, like, from from the path, like, to being an influencer, but you're still, because you're still creating content, you're mm. still, you know, building and taking care of your audience, you're still writing, because you're a lifestyle, travel, and fashion yeah. writer, still from, from media. You're still doing TV? No, I gave up the fashion slots. Um, I went from doing them on Ireland AM to the Today mm -hmm. Show. Um, mm -hmm. And I loved them. I did them for years and years and years. And I did love them. But to be honest, people would have no idea how much work <laughs> goes into that 10 minutes. <laughs> like... You'd be floored. Days and days of work. So then when I... Explain me how they are. I mean, I don't watch. Uh, I don't watch it to Irish TV. I don't yeah. have time. I wish I have more time. Sometimes I, I can... I mean, if I'm at home and I just pass, I will put it on. But, you know, explain to me how, how, how it is to have a fashion slope oh on TV. Oh, my God. Okay, so I'll give you Cliff, Cliff Notes version. Um, how long the producers tell you, hey, you're going to be on, um, on on June 15th? When you become a regular, you kind of get a six-month schedule. Okay. Um, it takes a while to get to that level, though. In the early okay. years, you kind of just get month by month almost. Anyway, um, eventually, so say you have a month before your next slot. Mm -hmm. um, 
you end up liaising with all the PR teams. My slots tend to be quite high end. Not mm-hmm. always, but they would often be quite high end menswear. Okay, so you have Brown Thomas there. Yeah, but you know, you'd be liaising with the PR team teams of Sandro and mm-hmm. Koss and Hugo Boss and Armani, the Couples, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever the theme of the slot was. You'd be liaising with their PR teams, which would normally always be Paris, London or New York. For for you for Ireland, we'd we'd be always aiming to deal with the UK team. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of this just so, so much back and forth with these PR teams for weeks, and so much time goes into all of that, and then finally you get the clothes. And actually, the PR teams would often say no because they don't even know what Orchi is. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, it's Ireland's version of BBC, like it's our national broadcaster, and like the Couples PR team in London would be like, no. <laughs> And I'm like, it's free, it's free. But then, but then it's when you're going to Brown Thomas and you can get it from yeah, there yeah. or not. I know I use Brown Thomas, of course, okay. and Arnott's and, you know, all of the, and a lot of PR teams do have an, or a lot of brands do have an Irish PR team, which is the dream. Then they, of course, say yes. But when you are dealing with, say, Sandro's PR team in Paris, they're, they're almost like, where's Ireland? Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's really like, why do we care? Uh, anyway, it just that so much time goes into actually physically getting those clothes to bring the models, to the, the, the show. show for the models. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm tired already for that. Like, yeah. I don't think I'm going to have. But you keep writing. Yeah, I love my writing. I write a lot for RTE. Um, kind of. Not whatever I want. Obviously, my editor has to approve everything, mm-hmm. but almost whatever I want. It tends to always be menswear, lifestyle, travel. Um, I'm really moving into travel. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm loving, loving, loving mm-hmm. travel riding now. I just I just really enjoy it. But luxurious, yeah. Because you're you're telling like a you're not. I mean, if you're not fabulous, if you don't find something fabulous, I don't think you're gonna. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? No, it is. I'm definitely taking a niche a bit. I think in terms of like luxury fabulous travel Mm -hmm. for Irish riders there's not a lot of that here Mm -hmm. so I am leaning into the like yeah more luxury travel yeah exactly Mm. I I mean and I love it because you know you have I mean it's it's a lot of uh, budgeting traveling around like you know like okay please Yeah. yeah yeah whereas actually I know there's a cost of living crisis of course but Ireland has more millionaires per capita than any country in Europe and like other crazy stats like that. We've one of the highest average salaries in Europe, blah, blah, blah. So like they're... Yeah, but there's... I mean... I know, but then it, it's so expensive. That I mean, but then you then you go in and then to pay for a pint, 10 euros. is like on the expensive rents yeah. if you don't own a house no, just of course. yet. And I'm going to get so much hate for that. But my only point from all of that is there is still... There are still people here, of course, who are mm-hmm. interested in luxury Exactly. No, no. Yeah. And they are, exactly. of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, we can be all envious, but we have to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there are people. Still and you know yeah. what I find? Like people always say, you know, I was checking for tickets to travel, you know, kind of like I'm going to make my summer, you know, where I'm going to go. And tickets are for summer destinations are really expensive, even though in airlines like Ryanair, like it's like 300 euros. I say, listen, I prefer to go to Miami instead to go to Barcelona because it's crazy, it's crazy how much the summer, you know, yeah. flights are. I just spent 575 euro on return flights to Faro in Portugal. This is so, I, I know even it's a season yet, right? Yeah. I mean, like, okay, we are starting in summer, but like, and then, but it is the same amount of money if you want to go to an staycation exactly. in any other county. So if you yeah. want to go to Conti Clare or to Conti Mayo, you, you kind of 
kind yeah. of need that budget actually as well. It's so expensive to travel in Ireland. So yeah, that's actually one of the things that bothers me about traveling in Ireland the most is when you realize how expensive it is. Like if you want a really nice Airbnb mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to treat yourself to the nicest restaurant in the town, all that stuff. By the time you spend it all, you're like, I could fully have gone to New York. <laughs> exactly. I mean, and if you want to stay like in, in one of these amazing five-star hotels oh. around, like a castles and stuff, you say like, if you want to even go to like the Lake House Hotel or like whatever other, yeah. the thing loud, you know, yeah. with the, I mean, they're per night, are very expensive. And if you well. want to stay, and often there's such a long drive. So if you want to stay for two nights and then all the cocktails, all the dinners, like you, you are into two grand. Totally, yeah. And then it's like, oh yeah, could have gone to New York for five days. I'm with you, I'm with you. And I say like, I love Ireland and I love to kind of promote Ireland and let's travel the country. So it's beautiful, it's amazing, but Jesus, it's expensive. I know. So, and then here, my next question is that from go to events and get invites, but you have been always working in PR as well, so agency, like to build or or to yeah to build and to open your own agency. How was this? How was this journey? Oh my god! This is something that you have in mind before. This is something that just started because the pandemic. So, yeah. what's yeah. the story here? I mean, it's so complicated. So I have worked in huge big PR agencies, originally London, then Dublin, um, my whole career. So I'm ten. I'm ten years in PR now. Um, oh, how are we so old? Oh my god! But yeah. So then I always knew I wanted to be self-employed and an entrepreneur. My dad was, it was just kind of distilled in me. And even parking that, it was, you tend to work really long hours in PR. In, in the huge PR agencies, you have so many clients and it's all very high stress, very high energy. Um, anyway, and at the end of the day, you would just be so stressed and work working such long hours and you'd be just telling yourself, I'm only working myself to the bone and I'm this stressed to make someone else rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, your, your own salary doesn't even go up if you're working fucking 80 hours There's no point of appreciation for your work. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. So it, it was definitely starting to irk me and bother me, particularly as I got more senior. And I got to like account director level in one of the huge agencies and I was, you know... Um, I was loving it and it was an amazing agency um, and I became head of PR of this huge agency and I was loving it, really cushy job. I'd gotten myself to a more senior level that I wasn't as stressed, I wasn't working as crazy hours. Um, so, you know, some people thought I was crazy to leave and I was only 26 still, mm-hmm. 26, 27, yeah. Very honestly. Yeah, and then anyway, I, I bit the bullet, I went solo. Um, I never looked back, yeah. I've actually never had to actively look for a client they've all come to me since I went solo every single one of them um which is just unbelievable I pinch myself about that all the time so and now there's a team of I'm currently hiring my third employee um and we're just growing so fast and yeah crazy and, and that's exciting to see, you know, and to see all the four that you put there. And then and you have the connections still because yeah. you're still in the industry. You know the people. I mean, you have been working with brands before. Yeah. So yeah. I, it is nothing but success here, what I can oh, say. Thank yeah. you, darling. And it's so different from the PR side versus like most influencer paid content in Ireland. So paid jobs. The last stat I read was 70% of that is booked through PR agencies, PR people. Um, the other 30% is mainly digital marketing agencies or the brand directly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like the influencer stuff is such a tiny part of PR. Like oh, people often think most of what we do has something to do with influencers, where that's like a tiny segment. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an important segment, but it mm-hmm. is only one segment. Mm-hmm. What are other scenes include like events? Yeah, well, I mean, the main, I love it. the main thing we do is come up with clever creative campaigns mm-hmm. that get our clients in the press. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just their name in the press, whatever their big message More is. More like a brand awareness. Yeah, but like we'll always have key messaging. Like we'll be issuing an entire press release around okay. something full of our fabulous, carefully crafted messaging. But then it's a good PR person's role to figure out why all these journalists would cover our press release, why all these radio presenters would talk about our press release on air, mm-hmm. on TV, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to come up with really clever, creative ways to make them interested or else it's advertising. Mm-hmm. Like we have to come up with what we always call hooks so that the journalist wants to write about it, so that the news wants to cover it. So that can be anything. That's where the creative side comes into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it makes you feel you like, okay, I'm coming with this idea. And it's easy when, when you present ideas to the brand, the brands are, okay, we're going with what you're saying. They gave to you that freedom or they still have to approve and say sometimes push back. They, I mean, it's so different compared with some one client to another. Like, um, God, some clients really take my word for it. And I, I mean, every client has to approve. You're, mm-hmm. You always have to present these gorgeous big PR plans, mm-hmm. which are these fabulously designed big presentations. Mm-hmm. And you have to present it start to finish for the client. And then normally there's a couple of rounds of amends and then the final PR plan gets mm-hmm. signed off. Some clients almost just trust me so much that they barely have to sign it off. This is giving me all the Emily in Paris vibe. I can imagine you all fabulous presenting to the brand. Yeah, you'd always be wearing your vest. Your Sunday vest, yeah. I want to see I'd invite me. But then some brands, particularly global brands, Mm -hmm. so like I've worked with everything from Visa to Samsung to Heineken, you name it. Um, So the bigger global brands tend to have a lot more layers and levels of approvals Mm -hmm. versus the Irish brands. So a client of mine, like the Handmade Soap Company, say, who is an Irish brand, that's all quite quick and they just Mm -hmm. really trust me and sign it off. Whereas a client like Hendrix Chin or Virgin Media tends to, yeah, it's, it's, but they're still the most amazing clients. It's just, Mm -hmm. there's more levels of approval. Mm -hmm. Wow. And in, and with all this work, uh, Rob, and everything on your hands, you know, not balancing, you know, how is balancing like a work with life? Because I have read and I have seen because I follow you on Instagram, of course, um, that you have an amazing relationship as well um, with your boyfriend, Shane. <laughs> and um, how, how is to balance all this busy agenda, like the busy work schedule with with life? And, and when you, we are in a relationship, you know, that the tendency is like how I'm going to keep giving to my relationship the time and the attention that needs if I'm that busy. So how you balance, mm-hmm. like, you know, work life and real life? Our evenings are super important to us um, because he's also self-employed and he's also exceptionally busy. Um, so our and we'll always think about each other for dinner. One of us will never just do our own thing for dinner without at least checking with the other. So we'll always normally make dinner together and have dinner together and then have like a cute evening. Now, most of our cute evenings are just like 
you know, a crime series on, on Netflix like everyone else. What a romantic yeah. crime. <laughs> but like, we'll just kind of plan our evenings together. Um, now, that's nuanced as well because I'm pulled away to a lot of PR events in some evenings. So there's a lot of evenings I'm not actually there, but for, for most of the time I am. And then weekends, like it's the usual, you know, when you have a hectic, hectic work life. So weekends... Like, for example, this weekend, we're going off to my parents' country house in Wexford, just the mm-hmm. two of us, and we're not drinking, no parties, and we're going to have gorgeous forest walks, we're going to go to the beach, we're going to see swim. And the weather is going to be amazing. And Wexford is amazing in summer. I love Wexford. Yeah, I adore it, when we're so lucky to have that house uh, mm-hmm. that my parents let us use. So, like, yeah, I guess it's just seeing each other and spending time with each other when we can. And we'll always normally have at least one trip booked together to look forward to so for example we're going to the south of france for two weeks in august mm-hmm. together alone um because we actually spent a lot of our holidays with my family <laughs> <laughs> i know so this is just the Go two on. of us just us yeah so i guess it's just making that, the effort but that's nice yeah. yeah and and for example you know kind of like chain is not in the industry mm. so how how you manage this like he likes to be respected respected when it comes to privacy or he yeah. supports you and lets you go with the flow. He's super into the privacy thing and he's a doctor, as in a PhD doctor of neuromusic therapy. Um, so he's in different, well, his clinic that he owns is in different hospitals every day of the week, like the National Rehab, Don Leary, the Royal Hospital, Donnybrook, blah, blah, blah. The list goes on. So he he has a very like, his career doesn't lend that well to crazy influencer stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like he's very respectful. I got a package. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he makes presentations at international neurobrain conferences. So like mm-hmm. he, he's, yeah, like as in me, me and my influencer stuff, he loves it and he doesn't care and he's delighted for me. But it, like he doesn't want to be in it that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and and when it comes to ups and downs, because, you know, until here, I can say, wow, this all Rob life is fabulous. You know, it's all up. I have all been always like, he have been so lucky. He have, a, he have you know, a good uh, group of friends in the industry. He made it like he's working by himself. He makes his own agency. But what about the downs? There are how you how you manage because we all pass through that. So there are days that you maybe can wake up with imposter syndrome, for example, mm-hmm. or there are days that you say, "Oh, I not feel as fabulous as I always are," um, or maybe there are comments or hate that come from online. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you. I mean, I, I I don't recap and seeing you talking about that you have receiving G- uh, online hate. Mm-hmm. I believe that you are one of the a small group of influencers that are not maybe so familiar with receiving attack or hate on online. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I, I don't recap. Uh, have seen you or isn't something coming from you about it. But mm-hmm. how you manage that? Wow. Um, so I was one of the most targeted influencers by Bloggers Unveiled. Do you remember Bloggers Unveiled? Yes, and thanks ago? God that that account disappeared. It's long gone. Thank oh, God. Thanks God. <laughs> so she hated me. It was horrible. Uh, like James and Holly and friends of mine used to slag me saying, I must have done something to her 
on a like drunken night out or something or like mm-hmm. accidentally walked into her or something mm-hmm. because she hated me and she targeted me with the same too level. much free time that person yeah but she, <laughs> she targeted me with the same level of hate and visceral as she did with massive influencers like Suzanne Jackson yeah um, and my following compared to Suzanne Jackson's is incomparable yet mm-hmm. I got just as much of a of a showdown mm-hmm. so there was a lot of hate during the bloggers and veil stage and then there was a few years where there wasn't much now there is there's a horrible, horrible, horrible thread about me that I've only gone into once uh, in my life. I won't even name it. I don't want to give them the airtime. I went into it once, tipsy, on holiday about two years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was so horrible and awful. I just remember bawling, crying, like hysterically crying. Like they bring up my family, horrible things about my mom, horrible things about Shane. Um and it was so awful for my mental health. I remember I was down for like weeks and weeks after it. It's the worst thing that one one specific moment for my mental health that must be one of the worst things. That's worst things. Reading that is one of the worst things I've ever done. So I've never gone in since. Um, I know other influencers have their own threads, like Holly Carpenter, Hannah Saunders, who I'm really, really close to. Um, and it's it, they're all just so horrible. I just refuse to go into mine now. Is is the gist, which is the best decision I've ever made because it was just <laughs> brought me down so much. Do you think that uh, w- the hate comes when you share so much of your private life? Are you are you conscious of where you're sharing, and then there are so many stuff that you don't share? Because, for example, in my case, I've been like um, when with with the use of of social media. So I have figured out this last the past maybe three years, or I don't know if been is because I'm just growing up, and then and then you know it's like um, I feel like I don't want to share much, and 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 people seeing that I share much much, mm. but from my point of view, it's like I know. Listen, this the stories are just 15 seconds, so of the 24 hours that you know they have. Yeah. I'm very controlling. Like I know what I share and what I want to share, but when it comes to privacy, so I don't share anything about like my relations or you know nothing. Yeah. Um, do you feel like uh, you have, even though we think people that follows you think like he shares everything and we know everything about Rob, yeah. but for you it's like a no. You still like a, of course no. Also, there are many stuff that you don't share, yeah. or with the time you get more like a, I don't care what other scenes. You know, this is my life and I'm showing you, and then that's it. If you want to stick to my following, just stick. If it's not, just unfollow. Yeah, I think you touched on it there that it's only seconds out of your 24 hours. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I, and I have such a busy job that I tend to only do the stories when I'm like walking to the office or walking home or like, you know, it might be two or three minutes on the couch in the evening. Like, and it's really, it's minutes of your day, like max minutes. So there's no way you're showing everything at all. Um, So yeah, people that, I mean, I am totally open and I, I am doing this so long that I'm a bit like fuck it um and I'm I'm a very honest open person so there's not there's not much I'm hiding there's not much I'm hiding at all really um the only thing would be I'm conscious Shane doesn't love to be in it <laughs> but aside from that um like there's not much I'm hiding no but at the same time I'm far from showing everything like no one wants to see my boring work day do you know what I mean exactly like, do, do you know that there is a still because you know I mean I don't know I'm learning I've been in Ireland for the past 13 years I'm already an Irish person kind yeah. of like well I'm Venezuelan 
I'm Venezuelan, but like, yeah, I don't have my ID citizen yet because I have European passport, so that hasn't been a need, but I will get it in some point because, yes. you know, in Irish, I deserve my passport. Yes. I deserve to vote. Queen, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not an honorary resident here, like, um, but like, uh, it's okay. Like, but you know, I have learned, you know, Irish kind of society, you know, it's a, it's a bit like a, a strange you know, it's like kind of like you don't find the like and tell me if I'm wrong, but I find it a bit like a polite yeah. in a way like a I'm not gonna see you what is wrong. I'm not gonna let you know what is wrong, but I'm gonna say it, you know, like a kind of the back tie, you know, like a that's what's wrong. Yeah. do you don't feel like a like it's like a no confrontative? Yeah. But it's always like a friendly and stuff, but instead to be like a hey. Like yeah. No, we hate confrontation. Lack of like, yeah, and that that can make me feel sometimes yeah. like a lack of honesty. Yeah, I know what you mean. So maybe in Venezuela they're a lot more upfront, a lot more. Yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. Fiery. Be more of upfront, but yeah. it will depends as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. And no, we have that total like lack of. Um, we'd be mortified to mm-hmm. be really honest or upfront about something, even with close friends sometimes. Now, obviously less with close, friend, close friends, but definitely not with like acquaintances. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And not in relationships neither. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like, I've, sometimes I feel like uh, there are more topics that need to be talked like openly. You don't yeah. feel like that. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, for example, let's, let's say about sex. Mm. I mean, sex have to be more, t- hey, Talking openly, you know, kind of like, it's okay, everybody does it, you know, everybody have it. Yeah, I mean, I think my gays are really open and talk about everything. This, yeah. But I know my girlfriends, now unless they're alone together, a few glasses of wine. But yeah, generally we're we're prudish and we're a bit more reserved, yeah. Yeah. But but I feel it as well when it comes to social media, then, you know, there is there is a society here that I have a strong opinion on it, you know, on influencers and how you come all over these people that are just doing nothing but entertainment. Yeah. And then you don't have the same confrontation yeah. when it comes to other topics. Yeah, I know. We're obsessed with tearing down influencers. Now, I, I was lucky enough Do you to... think that, that, that maybe with tearing out people that may be successful? Because I seen like, you know, when you see someone successful, then people start to, you know, try and bring in stuff to put the person yeah. down, you know. So now the Irish have it? always been notoriously bad for that. Actually, that's like an old, like that would have been in our parents' generation as well. If anyone gets successful in Ireland, now that can't be true anymore. But it, that is a known thing that we're a bit like, oh, yeah, yeah. They think they are. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. But I do remember I was lucky enough to be invited on an Armani press trip, and I was the Irish or one of the Irish men invited. And we were talking to UK influencers and Holland and Germany. And there was all the Armani PR teams brought a few people. And the whole thing of hate and tearing down influencers was a common thread. They all have it. So as much as Irish people are very, very good at it and active at it, it seems to be everywhere. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. Well, it comes everywhere. Yeah. I see people get jealous of successful, like on how good other people are doing, and actually more when it comes to small countries or small towns, yeah. you know. And this bring me to guess the meaning of the Venezuelan saying part because with the small towns, um, I'm not gonna say what it's gone, but I'm, go- I'm gonna say it in Spanish. Uh, pueblo chico, infierno grande. What do you think this means? 
big <sighs> chick is hot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's try it again, Rob. Yeah. And I gave you a few insights about, guess, the meaning of the Venezuelan saying. Okay. This is the most popular part of the podcast. Okay, okay. I wasn't and really listening. Okay, I also have a leaderboard. So I have, you know, uh, Nico oh. Reynolds is leading, but Nico Reynolds, you he know, is fluent. Is flowing. Like yeah. from, he lives in Argentina, but the second place is for Marty Guilfoyle. Oh, he did very good. Okay, he's he's guess the meaning actually still one of the of like the people love the most oh. because he knows a bit of Spanish, like he studies Spanish, but yeah. his guessing was good. So this, I was actually in a game show with him once, and I kicked his ass. Well, okay, <laughs> prepare to be kicked in this one. Okay, guess the meaning of the Venezuelan saying. The first is pueblo chico infierno grande. This is because we were talking, and then I believe this. This saying is okay. It's good. definitely something to do with a hot boy, <laughs> like Chico Inferno Grande. So, like a big hot boy, a big hot boy. Say, say, <laughs> oh my god, say that again. Pue like, Pueblo Chico, Pueblo Chico, Inferno Grande, Inferno Grande. So, it's I think it has something to do with like <laughs> sex with a really hot man. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love to have sex with a really hot man <laughs> yeah, right that's now. All want, that's all we want to do. <laughs> Please, sex is come here, but this is not the meaning. Oh. The meaning is pueblo, the pueblo chico, infierno grande, is a small town, big hell. Oh, so you did give me a clue. Yeah, I give oh, you a clue because sorry. we were talking about it. Yes, and then we say, you sorry, know, kind sorry. of like, and then I say like, a, oh, okay, I can have Pueblo Chico Infierno Grande. Okay. When you go into Spain, because yeah. you're usually going to Spain on holidays, yeah. um, how do you order a beer? Well, my, my parents live in Portugal. Uh-huh. So I, I spend all my time in the Algarve now, all of a sudden. They mm -hmm. only moved a year or two years ago. Um. So I actually don't go to Spain, really. So okay, <laughs> that's, that's why I'm in the clear. Well, okay, like in Portuguese, how you ask for a beer in Portuguese in Portugal when you oh went God, to I've set myself the up. South. I've completely set myself up for that now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, in Spanish, I'm gonna teach you, okay? Yeah. Because there is no point if you went to Marbella. How you gonna? I'm talking about Marbella. You know, the other day I, I was taking a flight, um, and I was sitting next to a casualty. Rob lives it. Oh, that he lives now in Marbella. Him. Oh my God. Yeah. I love him. I mean, he's so he's nice. He's the nicest guy. So gentle. Yeah. Like people don't realize. Well, maybe they do. Very muscle. He's, A lot of yeah, muscle. Yeah, very muscle. Mm -hmm. He's really just so sweet. I adore him. He's sweet, sweet, sweet. I adore him. Adore him as well. Yeah. I mean, I told him, hey, I have a podcast. And he have a podcast too. Oh. Like we were, oh, when you're in Dublin. Oh my God. Oh my God, amazing. It's so, it's so nice. It's I mean, so nice. this, I mean, sorry, people, this comes because just we were talking about hot, you know, yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of like. Yeah, hot man, uh, hot riding, riding up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I have this story suddenly with Rob Lindsay, but no, don't take it yeah. wrong. He have a girlfriend, so don't take it wrong. I don't have problems. I don't want problems. Yeah. I don't want. Oh, what, um, talking about, you can talk about hotties. I don't think chain will be jealous, right? No, no. What do you think, like a far, fair play, like. While while we're going through our Venezuelan sayings, um, phrases, oh, there's like, more. There are coming more, but but let's let's you know having between in the chats. Um, which are your like a top top five Irish like man that you sing like a oh my god, you're such a hottie. 
Okay, well, I'm totally not in not naming any influencers because I'm going to be at a, a dinner with them like no, tomorrow. No, no, but, but come on, this but, is a little, I mean, this is yeah. appreciation. Celebrities. I mean, um, no, no, like, no, like it take me, I mean, I will be honored if yeah. someone mentioned me on the list. Well, my number one, and it's such a broken stereotype, is Paul Mescal. I love him. Yeah, you know, like, I, I like Paul Mescal, but like, I if I see him on <sighs> Tinder, I will swipe left. <laughs> Like, no, yeah. I love him. And maybe it's because of the normal people show, but I love, love, love him. Then my number two would be. Can I tell you my number Jamie one? Jamie Dornan. What? Jamie? Dornan. Which one? I don't know him. You do know him. He's absolutely divine. He's a big, famous Hollywood actor. Okay. Did you see that movie, Belfast? No. Yeah, now you have me. Okay, I'm really going to research. Yeah. I don't think I don't have any Hollywood, like, kind of like on my list. Yeah. A number three for you? Number They're five. Three. Irish. Oh my God, who else do I fancy? Um, Killian Murphy is cute. But I don't know, I don't love him. Um, no, you have to love them like, oh my God, I, I kind of like, I don't going to have a poster of you on my room, but, but I kind of like, you're good looking. <laughs> Thinking about like, oh my God, your, your generation will be beautiful and we will be all super proud to be Irish. Like, oh my God, super good looking. I mean, this is not, I mean. Who's yours? My number one, maybe super overrated. Or underrated. Bressy. Oh, yeah. Nile Breslin. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Obsess. Yeah. Even if I see him, I cannot talk to him. I mean, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can, I can say anywhere. Because he's so tall. Yeah. Uh, well, not just because he's so tall, but I, I just get so shy. Like, I saw him last year, and it was like, uh, and, yeah. and my friend was like, hey, how are you? <laughs> like a, he's gorgeous. Oh, my God. And yeah. I can say, he maybe never made it to the podcast, but like, I want to yeah. try to buy him. Who knows? Your maybe guest, Nico, go. is quite cute. Ni- Listen, Nico is on my list as well. Yeah. Nico Reynolds is not cute. He's fucking hot. Yeah, he's hot. I mean, I was in flames when he was here. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, is this Irish mix with Jamaican? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. This is this is Irish mix with Jamaican. Did you like it? Oh my yeah. God. And the way he speak and, and, and this, yeah. this kind of chispa, we He's call gorgeous. it, you know. Do you follow that guy, of... Harry McNulty? Harry Mac... Salty Nuts. Salty Nuts. Come on, He's yes. He's gorgeous. I mean, he said to come to this podcast. Ah! I want this hot boys podcast yeah. come all to me. Why I'm here. Why I'm here. I want to see your beautiful face. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, yeah. I will have him as well. Yeah, he's very. Um, let me, um, while I remember the other two, and you have to, I mean, we're two away each. Oh, yeah. Around, because there are five, five hotties, hotties, hotties. Um, let's see. And then I'm going to, I'm going to go with another saying or more than a saying, let's say a phrase, like mm-hmm. an expression that we use. And, and we use this um, to when to when we want someone to help us with someone. Like okay. we say, hazme la segunda. Okay, so is that like will you score my mate? No. Hazme la segunda. <laughs> la, la segunda. Hazme, say hazme. Hazme. La segunda. La segunda. Yeah, I can tell you like, ay Rob, hazme la segunda con Brezzi. <laughs> okay, so it basically means, will you help me have sex with Brezzi? No, <laughs> no, 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 no sex, but like a set me. 
with him. Set you up. Like, yeah. hazme la segunda. It's like, a help me, help me, help, yeah. help me here so with I, this person. I said it in the Irish way a minute ago. Will you score me, mate? Yeah. Which is like, oh, yeah. what we say? Oh, my God. Exactly. In Venezuela, we say, hazme la segunda. Oh, brilliant. Oh, Jesus, hazme la segunda. Oh. What else I have on my list? Because I have, I have, I have two others that I'm... That I know that It's so hard when you don't oh, have so any Spanish. Hard. You're like you're like this could be Japanese. Like I don't yeah. know. <laughs> well, if you went to Spain and you wanna ask for a beer, it's easy. You can like a una cerveza, por favor. Mm. Una cerveza, por favor. Una cerveza, por favor. Sí, una cerveza. Gorgeous Spanish. Oh, un vaso de vino. Yeah. Un, una uh, copa, una copa de vino. I'm talking like this because I want to, you know, to like seductive way. Una yeah, copa it is a very sexy language. It's very sexy. Oh my God. It's very sexy. And it's very sexy and hot. Yeah. I believe so. Sometimes, you know, I just think like, if if just I can tell you this in Spanish, because I feel it sounds sexier. Yeah. Or I don't know, because it's Spanish is yeah. my language. It happens. There's, there's two Spanish influencers I love. They're so gorgeous. Tell me your names. One is Prince Peleo, Peleo Diaz. Pelayo Diaz, yeah. yeah, super hot. And then actually Gorgeous. the other one, because I love his fashion sense, love, 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 is his ex-boyfriend, Andrew Fitzsimons. Andrew Fitzsimons. Even though that's fully an Irish name, oh, but he's Spanish. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Fitzsimons. His fashion sense, I love, love, love. Uh, yeah. So I follow him like a crazy bitch, yeah. yeah. Love like in everything. Madrid life. Yeah. Oh, I love Madrid, actually. It's so hot. Well, talking about that... Um, talking about how you order a beer, so I can teach you how we order a whiskey oh. in Spanish. Well, in Venezuela, in Venezuela, how we say it. We're gonna, we say, pídeme un palo. Pídeme un palo. Pídeme un palo. Pídeme un palo. Palo is like a stick. Okay. Pídeme un palo. Imagine. Where's the whiskey in there? No, we don't say, but we, we, we refer to a, un palo whiskey okay. so we, you don't say let's gonna have a palo you you know that you're not gonna have a beer so you're gonna have a whiskey okay give me un palo cool. yes pide un palo it's strange because palo refers to as well oh kind gosh. of like and then and then you know you say like a yeah pide me un palo you un palo de qué all the Spanish I'll ever need all the Spanish all the Spanish that are you learning here but I'm going with another one because in Venezuela we don't get hangover we don't get hangover okay nosotros nos enratonamos oh that sounds gorgeous nos enratonamos you can say now se enratonan enratonan los venezolanos Los venezolanos se enratonan. Se enlajonen. Se en <laughs> I'm just making noises. <laughs> se enratonan, Rob. You definitely not going to be on this leaderboard. No, like no. two up. No, no, no. And I was really bad at languages in school. Really bad. You didn't do any other language in I school? I did French, but I did pass. What did you French. remember French from French? Oh my God. Je suis Robert. J'habite à Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just can't say like a jamable Sophie or qu'est-ce que vous voulez boire? It's like, a, what do you like to drink? You're obviously French. really good at languages. No, I'm very bad. I just learned that when I used to work in a pub. So no, I'm just awful. to try to get French tips, but they are good at <laughs> They're bad at tipping. So forget it. Yeah. Yeah, forget it. Well, Rob, thank you so much. Oh, We're you. almost, almost finishing, but I want you, be, I don't want to let you go before you say like, um, what is next for you? 
Oh my God, in life? In life and career wife. You're going to get married soon? Did you got the ring? I want to, I mean, like J-Lo say, el anillo pa' cuando. I know, Shane and I are nearly five years now, so I look down at my wedding finger. Your hand is ready, ready for, thing, for a ring. I think it might be ready, yeah. Yeah, so Shane, ah! if you're listening to this. <laughs> I, every time I get drunk, I tell him, so he's, he's used to it. <laughs> el anillo pa' cuando, as J-Lo say. Yeah. Uh, career wife your agency keep working yeah keep working we've just won a new client that I can't say yet but it's really exciting mm -hmm. um, I'm currently in the process of of interviewing people for a new role so yeah just growing and taking over the world honey if people want to keep in touch with you just follow you on your socials yeah at Rob Kenny underscore on Instagram yeah And Rock Kenny PR if they want to just... Oh my God, yeah. Agency contact. Thanks, Ab. If you Please, it's the time to do it. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Bueno, muchas gracias. Thanks, darling. Thank you so much, Rob, uh, to be with me today. This is episode nine. Oh my God, an eternity. Feels like a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> And para todos ustedes, to all of you, nos escuchamos prontito. Bye, bye. Bye.